Welcome to Poker Life. Next question, Crispin. What are the most important personality traits that separate winning poker players from losing poker players? That's a great question. I have asked myself that specific thing and I went to a WPT event once and interviewed a bunch of winning poker players about this. So I actually know a fair bit and I can rank them as five main things, starting from the least important to the most important. Coming in at number five is intelligence. Now, I wanna be clear about this. You can be a winning player as someone of just average intelligence. It is not a prerequisite for being a successful poker player, but it does separate the ultra elite from just the merely good. So for example, can you be good at basketball if you're not seven feet tall? The answer is yes, you absolutely can be a fantastic basketball player. You could be a coach. You could play competitively locally just with excellent shooting, ball skills, passing, etc. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to be an NBA all-star if you're not tall enough to compete in, at that level. Equally, poker is a game of intellect. It requires mental acumen to excel it is the raw basis power of being a great poker player and those at the absolute pointy end of the super elite they're great intellects they have tremendous intelligence way above the average many of them have qualifications and backgrounds that they came to before poker uh, have achieved in various walks of life many of them are physicists biologists uh, computer scientists and so on and they have achieved things before getting into poker. Many of them are former chess players. The whole notion of the underground criminal gunslinger has been totally overhauled by the nerds that have taken over poker. It's a very nerdy game. So intelligence is a trait that super elite poker players all share. Four is a process-driven mind. This is really important. Everyone says, look, don't be outcomes focused, and this is critical. Process-driven mind, if you think of poker as a series of decision points, at each point in that decision tree, there is a process you need to go through, comparing your relative ranges, uh, what the appropriate bet sizing is, uh, check-raising ranges, balancing. And when your opponent puts in a huge river bet, you should be able to go as a process back through the hand and see what value he is representing, he or she is representing in that hand and if it makes sense, and if it doesn't, that should weigh into your decision based on their observable tendencies and behaviors, whether or not to call that bet. So having a clear process-driven mind is something that uh, successful players all have. Three would be habits. Uh, It's really important to have a strong regulated approach to life because most people, they work a career where they're working for somebody else, they have a nine to five arrangement or they have shift hours they're very predictable and they come to work they've organized their life around their day-to-day obligations whereas one of the great advantages of poker is it's enormous flexibility but that flexibility comes with attendant risks and it's really important that poker players have good study habits good review habits uh, and good work-life balance you know they get exercise they eat right uh, they continue to maintain a healthy social life as well as consistency and discipline when it comes to their study and playing behavior. So having good habits, force of habit is really important. Number two is a a lift from that, and that is self-awareness. You can't be a successful poker player at any level 
unless you have good self-awareness. What does that mean? It means being mindful of your own leaks, your, your weaknesses in your game, knowing where you need to improve and working on that, but even more importantly, to understand your own mental state at a particular time and how that influences your behavior. We are not machines. We are human beings and human beings are influenced by their emotions and that will positively and more likely negatively impact your decision making. More money has been lost at the poker table, full stop, because of tilt, because uh, of ego, people kind of chasing after their own emotional state. They might have experienced a, a terrible bad beat or made a mistake. Mm -hmm. They're trying to absolve themselves of that pain by taking additional risks. Uh, perhaps you were a deep stack in a tournament, you lost a big hand, now you're in the middle of the pack. You want to get out ahead again where it was nice and comfortable, so you take a big risk. These things happen all the time. And being self-aware is really important to be able to monitor oneself where you're at and make sure that you are behaving appropriately as if you were in your perfect mental state, okay? Uh, and if you're not, then that leads us directly to number one. The number one thing that you need to be a successful poker player in terms of your personality is discipline. Let's say you have identified that you are tilting, that you're upset, that uh, what strategies do you have in place to ensure that you don't let that influence your behavior? What bankroll management approaches have you implemented? So if you've taken a hit to your bankroll, uh, one of the big mistakes that people can make, and I've made it in the past, is jumping up in stakes, trying to get back to where you were before. Uh, that is absolutely not the right thing to do. You should stick to your pre-planned strategy, presuming it's an effective strategy, have faith in that strategy, and have the discipline to uh, continue with that path. So discipline in terms of bankroll management, uh, tilt uh, control, uh, study behavior, uh, make sure that you don't get into an ego battle with somebody else at the table. Uh, you have the discipline to focus on your own game and your own weaknesses. And there are various strategies to, to employ to do that. But if you have good discipline, then you will be a successful poker player. If you don't have good discipline, you can never be a successful poker player. That is the most important trait. Mm, no, I agree. Especially those times where you are card dead for so long and you must sit there and fold. Oh my goodness, yes. So let's say you're playing live. It's less of a problem online because people play multiple tables and they will get hands. But if you're in a live poker table where you're getting 25 hands an hour at one table and just sitting there for two hours, three hours and folding is an incredibly difficult thing to do. And in fact, even as an exercise, it's worth doing that. Just going to a poker table and for the first three hours, sitting there and folding, regardless of what you've got, just to know you can do it. Okay. Uh, no, I mean it because it's like, there is nothing more difficult than sitting there for three hours. And then so let's say suddenly you get a good hand, you get pocket kings or something, yeah. you get it all in, you get it in good and you get sucked down. You sat there for three hours waiting for a playable hand, you get it in as a huge favorite and you lose all your money. There is like, that is an incredibly tilting experience, uh, particularly if you're a professional poker player. And so, you you know, you rebuy, are you playing to the same discipline level? Are you willing to sit there for another three hours? And just think about the long term to take yourself out of the present and to focus on what it'll be like in five, 10 years time, to mm -hmm. think about 
uh, you know, what the end game is supposed to be, even when you are bored out of your brain. So that is one great example uh, of where people can just go on tilt because they're bored uh, and they play hands, they know they're uh, negative EV just because they want something interesting to happen. They're willing to gamble it up a bit. And whether you win or lose that hand is going to be negative for you because if you win the hand, you're going to feel a sense of reward for doing something that is fundamentally silly and you're more likely to do that the next time you're bored. In the long term, that's going to lose you money. So absolutely, that's a great example. Okay. So heading over to you guys, is do you agree or disagree with the five personality traits that Crispin outlined? Leave your thoughts and comments down below and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.